The following program contains views and opinions which are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, except they actually have something to do with life. It's just the fun part of life. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think, if you turn on the uh, television, you watch the list of look at anything on the internet, you know he's coming back in three, two, one. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we're going to ignore them. But if we become doers and not hearers of the word, we will do a good job and they will be a blessing for us. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Because I'm going to pay the bill on Friday. That's why. Also, Bible trivia for fake, and yet somehow, real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Living this life, not always easy. Welcome! To the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. That process. Not just Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights, but all the time. The 24-7, the 365 24-7 process. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we encourage you to reach out to us. We want to hear from you. If you've got a praise report or a prayer request, we would love to hear that. If you're just looking to answer Bible tri- to answer some of our Bible trivia, which we'll get to in a little while, you're welcome to do that, too. Here, all you have to do is call 972 445 0770. Now I'm going to say that number really fast and then normally just for the fun of it. Ready? 972 Okay. So if you could get it from there, you're impressive. Uh, 972 That's when you get to pick up the phone. You get to talk to amazing Jen. And that's just the change in the universe. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> also, you can text us 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can do that live during the show. That leads us to our website, a place where you can get a book. Not a lot of cost. There's video and audio on the website. There's a kitchen sink. There's a special picture of one of our favorite listeners on the website. Plus, also, there's a place to give. Hint, hint, hint. Go to hemustincrease.org. Website, hemustincrease.org, hemustincrease.org. Email david at hemustincrease.org. Facebook, hemustincrease ministry. 
Mewtwo, he must increase ministry. Alrighty, this is already fun and we've just started, so I like that right off the bat. couple things to just uh, update you on. Uh, one thing I have not mentioned very much, and I probably should, is for those of you that have an Android, not, not the fancy Apple, the inexpensive, cheapo Android. That's me. What would you expect? There is a free app from the Android that gives you a couple of pictures and a couple of sermonies kind of thing. And you just go to Google Play and you type in, he must increase, and it'll be the first one that pops up. And they have a picture of me, and uh, you can't get away from it even if you want to. And uh, that also gives the opportunity to take that app wherever you go. And if you click on the app during when the show is, even if you're out of state, if you click on it, it'll connect to the Internet, and you'll be able to hear the show live from the radio Internet or from the Internet from the radio station that the radio station puts up. So that's kind of nice, you know. No cost, pretty simple, kind of goofy. I think there's a picture of my uh, of Levi when he was a puppy, so that's cute. We try to keep it like that. Uh, so don't forget that. Don't forget the book. Let's get right into. Oh, we got somebody calling it. I haven't even started yet. <laughs> okay. Uh, we have somebody calling it. We'll see what that's about. If they're ordering a pizza, that'll be fine. If not, we'll uh, we'll move it on from there and go right into the Psalms. Uh, but we are in Psalm seven. So, but it does look like somebody wants to reach out. So let's see. We got somebody calling in. Yes. Okay. Here we go. Ready? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi. Hi. Who is this? Can you hear me? Barely. Barely. Who is this? Roger again. Hi, Roger again. How are you? <laughs> I'm just doing great. I have a condro- uh, a question. Okay. If I can answer it, you're, I will. You're, you're talking about faith, right? Yep. Okay. I get uh, sometimes about the faith without works is dead, but you can't have work. Get you into heaven. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about the conflict between does faith uh, save us or does works save us? Is that the difference you're trying to distinguish? Right. Uh, We're breaking up a little bit. Yeah, it's hard to hear you. If if you hang up, I'll do my best to answer, okay? Okay, well... uh, Is your your question, is it salvation by works or salvation by faith? Well, I know that. Okay. by faith, but how do you get around? How do you get around that? Very, it's a great question. You want to know the answer? If you have real faith, it will show. If your faith right. is real, it will show up. That's what the works part has to do with. People can say they have faith, but never live their life that way. So if you have real faith, it shows up in your life. Every once in a while. Yeah, it, you have to have something show up if it's real faith. <laughs> I mean, a mess up. What if you mess up? Yeah, you people, and that, that, in front of others, do you have to go to each one that you did? Well, uh, that that's a that you're asking about forgiveness and you're asking about grace. And so, in forgiveness, you have to determine if the Holy Spirit moves it upon you to apologize to each person. That's one thing. But I will promise you, you will have mess-ups, you will have struggles, but the Lord will the Lord will give you grace and mercy in those struggles. Okay, I, I'm breaking up, so I'll give you room to talk. Okay, I, all right. I, also, when you talk about 
How can I help you get that degree you're talking about? Okay, I'll bring that up in the a little later on in the show. You got it. I will mention that. All right. All right. Roger again reaching out to us. We like Roger again. At least he gets the joke. You know what I'm saying? Where you're like, where he called and then he called again, and now his new name officially is Roger again. That's pretty good. He got to get a bumper sticker. Hi, I'm Roger again. <laughs> All right. So let's just uh, define that. I just want to answer that because it just seems like it's a worthwhile subject. If you are a person that has actual Christian faith, that faith is how you access, that's the vehicle God has chosen by which you engage with God. That's how you participate in his grace. That's you par- how you participate in the in the extensions that he's giving you. He explains that. It's pretty clear in Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 that it is a gift and it's received by faith. What the problem is, is that in the early church, there were people that go around and they would say, I have faith, but they would never do anything that would demonstrate that. And if you're a person that has genuine faith, real faith, it shows up. It doesn't show up perfectly all the time. That's not what I'm talking about. But if you have a genuine, authentic Christian faith, it's in you, and it can't just stay inside of you, okay? It's not the works that save you, but the works do give evidence of what's going on internally of what's taking place. Now, it's not the amount of, of faith that you're going to have. It only has to be the, 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 the size of a mustard seed, so that's not the issue. But it is the authentic or the genuineness of that faith which then manifests. The next question that Roger again asked, kind of was asking about is, well, if you mess up, you know, what happens? Well, when you mess up, that's where you understand what forgiveness is about. That's where you understand what mercy is about. Mercy and forgiveness and grace are all these things that God grants. We can't earn the favor of God, and we can't unearn the judgment that we deserve, but he gives us mercy so we're not judged, and he gives us grace so that we are operating with him not from a not from a merited point of view, but from a, a gracious point of view. In, in essence, it's not the best example, but it's not a terrible example. It's like you getting a birthday present. I mean, you could say, yes, I survived another year. That's fine. But if you got a present, you probably didn't deserve it. <laughs> You should just say thank you and receive it. And that's the principle that we're talking about is receiving it and having an attitude of thanks. I will tell you that there are some Christians that they become Christians, they do really good, and then they have some falls. They have some some troubles. They have some struggles. God is not unaware. God didn't pick that person and go, ah, nuts, they're just going to mess up in so many years or so many. God knows that. But he chose them anyway, and he chose you anyway, and he chose me anyway. And in spite of ourselves, because salvation from the Lord, he is the author and the finisher, the one that completes it, we have our assurance in the faithfulness of God, regardless of some of our oops. Okay, that's what his love is all about. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Moving is hard. It's a moment that everyone dreads. But wait, there's an answer. Jesus can help. And for the moving parts, men of God moving is there for you. 
Men of God Moving is a full-service Christian moving company that is locally owned and operated, serving the entire Dallas and Fort Worth area. Men of God Moving helps with homes, apartments, offices, long and short distance relocations, and so much more. They offer packing and unpacking services, loading and unloading, assembling and disassembling, plus many other helpful services. Tell them you heard it on the David Spoon Experience and receive a substantial discount. Substantial means a whole bunch. Call them at 817-707-7672 or go to their website, menofgodmoving.com. That's menofgodmoving.com. And check them out on Facebook. The Lord's Word says, serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not men. Ephesians 6, 7. Allow men of God moving the privilege of serving you. And listen to Johnny Hill, the owner, often on the David Spoon Experience. To hear his testimony, reach out to men of God moving. Johnny's testimony will move you. God bless. What is the David Spoon Experience? This is Ray Bentley. Ray Bentley, the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> on the show. I was going to say that about you. <laughs> it has been four Ooh. years and six in six months and 29 days since you've been live on the David Spoon Experience. Oh, man, <laughs> finally. I'm, I'm sliding in under the tag, home safe. You are finally. safe. Okay, and so I'll tell the entire audience, real simple, uh, after this interview, you can either blame Ray or you can bless Ray <laughs> because it was his fault a year and a half ago on February 12th when he called me and said, you should be back on the radio. Amen. You just point Amen. to that guy. Okay. <laughs> all right. First of all, Ray, I want to ask you a really important question to start everything off with. The time is yours. You determine how much time you've got. It's totally up to you. But I do want to just ask you this quick question. How you doing? <laughs> you know what? I am doing uh, good. I, I'm doing – actually, I'm doing – Great. I think these are exciting times. Uh, I, I feel like we're in an acceleration of things happening, of God moving, of kind of things that we thought about and imagined prophetically what it would look like. And it's like happening so much so fast with such acceleration. I'm like, I can't hardly keep up with it all. It's just, it's a great hour uh, to look up and to encourage one another. You know, I, I do realize there's lots of uh, challenges, and these are trying times, but out of the worst of times come the best of times. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Get ready for your first Bible trivia question. Who, according to Peter, was the stone which was rejected by the builders? I like that. That's very nice. Who, according to Peter, was the stone which was rejected by the builders? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972 445 or text 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Now we'll turn it over to our sponsors. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's funny. Okay. Uh, I, I found new sound effects, so I'm like Did excited. You? Yes. Okay. All right. Use anything and everything you want except for the kill switch throughout the rest of the show, which is like, <laughs> don't use that one. Okay. Uh, so that's the question. Shouldn't be that tough for people. Uh, we're going to do our DNA in a split second here, but it's straightforward. I think you guys can get it. Who, according to Peter, was the stone which was rejected by the builders? In the meantime, let's not forget our DNA because DNA is what we're made of. Thank you. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Not weekly, not monthly. If you were raised in the Jewish tradition like I was, it was Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, the two times a year you went to temple. No, 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 no. Every single day. Just leaving it there. N, never be ashamed of Jesus or his word. So D, N, and then the A, always be ready. To serve. To serve. So you are in contact with God. You are in relationship with the Father, through the Son, by the Spirit. And you are also sensitive to those people around you so you can be used and utilized for kingdom purposes. Just real straightforward. There you go. Uh, that's our DNA. All right, you got the trivia question. That's online. Uh, we got a bunch of texts coming in, which is cool. So if somebody calls in, we'll do it. If not, uh, we will do our best to remember before we exit <laughs> to give you the trivia answer. That that seems to be the big struggle right there. Uh, all right, and I want to go into this Psalms portion, and I'm going to show you something that maybe you've seen before, maybe not. This is Psalm chapter 7, and this is verse 6. Now, if you remember from last week in the Psalms, David is praying for deliverance from his enemies, and he's, you know, he's he's really got some issues going on. Uh, It's very troubling for him, a difficult time. He's being falsely accused primarily from a guy named Cush, who's a Benjamite, who's accusing him of doing all these wrong things, and so he's making this appeal to God. The first thing he says is, I'm going to trust you in your judgment. The second thing he says is, hey, exactly Examine me. You know, I want to make sure I'm getting this right. And then he says this in verse 6. Arise, O Lord, in your anger. Lift yourself up because of the rage of, of my enemies. Rise up for me to the judgment, uh, to the judgment that, that you have commanded. There are three things that are said that David says in this one portion right in a row. But I want you to catch it. Arise, lift and rise. The third one, rise, is wake up. Okay? So at first he's like, arise. Okay? Then he's like, lift. Like, get up out of the chair. And then he's like, okay, get wake up. <laughs> so he's progressive in this. He's like, he's like, you know, get to it. Respond to this. I need you to do this. He's not doing that because he thinks God is sleeping. Okay, I know some people are thinking, well, what, was God snoozing? No. But see, there are times when we engage with God, then the human side of us connects to things that we go through. And so we pray those things to God. He knows. He's not sleeping, but he knows what David's saying when David's saying, uh, okay, first of all, arise, okay? Like, stand up. Like, uh, lift yourself up. Like, stop sitting down. And then uh, wake up. Like, get up. Get up. And David is persistent in this pursuit. And that's what I want to encourage you to be when you're asking the Lord to respond on your behalf. In the Old Testament, there's a greater sense of judgment than in the New Testament in the context that through Jesus Christ, there is the favorable year of the Lord and there is a greater sense of application of forgiveness, not not 
uh, standing by itself apart with just God, but what God wants for people. What God wants people to do is mature enough to be able to be like Jesus Christ, who was on the cross, and then said, Lord, forgive them, they do not know what they're doing. Which means that when people are responding or doing something bad to you, there has to be a forgiveness element in your heart. But that does not negate you from praying to God and asking him to arise and enter into the situation. Get up, God. Stand up. Rise up. Wake up. I don't know what I got to do. I'll do a dance down here. I'll throw things up towards heaven. I need you to respond. And what David is pleading for is for God to get involved in the circumstance. He's not looking, you know, you, you you can tell as David does his other writings, you can tell he's really mad. <laughs> so let's be honest about that. But in our capacity as Christians who are commanded to extend a greater sense of forgiveness than, than, than people even understood, we are permitted to pursue God and ask him to arise and enter the situation, but then we have to yield it to how he wants to resolve it. But the idea behind this that Christians are just, well, they shouldn't say anything or they shouldn't do anything. Are you kidding me? You're, you're the child of the most high God. You should be going, hey, dad, hey, dad, hey, dad, let's get, I need you to get going. Get up, stand up, wake up, get into this situation. I need your presence in this situation because I can't do this. And so then later in the next verse, he says, the congregations of the people shall surround you for their sakes, therefore return on high. In other words, come in, come back into this situation. And that's, by the way, the same thing that John said at the end of Revelation, even so come Lord Jesus, the return is desired. And so the, the premise is for us to understand that we want, need, and need to petition God to get involved in the circumstance. You've heard me teach this before, and I'll teach it until the Lord says, I'm not allowed to teach anymore. But every time God enters into a circumstance, not that he doesn't know about it, but when he enters into it, it changes. I don't care how drastic or how discouraged or, quite frankly, how depressed you are about something that's going on. When the Lord enters, everything changes. Remember, when Jesus, after the resurrection, the disciples are gathered together at the end of the Gospels, and they're all like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. And Jesus shows up, and the first thing he says is peace. And that's what we want from the Lord. We want the Lord to show up. We want the peace that comes from God. We want that gracefulness to enter the situation and bring everything down to a dull roar. And let the Lord be in charge of it and entrust our circumstance to him. There's some people out there right now. I'm not just doing this because of the generic radio. There's people out there right now that are in the middle of a situation and you're super duper frustrated. And you what, what you really need to do, your tactic is to petition, to ask God to arise, to lift himself up, to wake up and get involved in your circumstance. However he wants to break it down, however he wants to solve it, fantastic. You trust him for that, but you want him involved in it. You don't want the devil dictating to people. You don't want the world dictating. You don't want you or your flesh dictating. You don't want the other people. Di- you want God to be in charge. We want the kingdom of God in our circumstance. And so we ask for that. And so there, there's that, there's that, there's that thing that we go through. 
and I will tell you now. Al just asked a really excellent question. It's like, well, how long do you keep asking? There's there's a couple of great answers. The first answer is until you get an answer. You keep petitioning. Jesus said it's those that knock, it's those that seek, it's those so you, you gotta ask, you gotta seek, you gotta find. And in that process of asking and seeking and, and knocking, that whole process, ask, he says, those that are asking, the continual action of asking. You keep asking until you get an answer. If the Lord says, don't ask anymore, like he has done, and it's witnessed in Scripture what he said to Paul, stop asking. I'm not giving you anything out of this situation that's just going to be the way it is. When when Paul had petitioned him, God said, nope, that that's enough. Then you stop. But until he tells you to stop, keep asking. Keep knocking. Because if somebody stands at your door at 3 in the morning and knocks— and keeps knocking, and keeps knocking, and keeps knocking, and keeps knocking, you're going to get up and answer the door just so that you don't have to hear it. That's how Jesus taught his disciples to pray. And you think, well, you know, can you, can you run out? Well, when you run out, per se, when you run out of the energy or the gas, then you, you, you bring that same petition in just the fullness of surrender, acknowledging, I don't have any more strength. I need you to do this. But you don't stop believing, you don't stop trusting, and you don't stop hoping that God will make the change. You don't know what the circumstances. It's funny because I didn't get to teach this next part of this. We'll do this next week. But the whole process has much more to do with testing than we're aware of. You think, but there's no way that God would put me through all this stuff just for a test. God had Abraham offer up his son Isaac on an altar as part of the test. So the real response to that is, we don't understand the deepest, truest levels of the test that's tests that God brings into our lives. That would be most accurate. And he knows what he's going to do, and he knows how it's going to go, and he's trying to teach us. Okay? All right, got to give an answer for the trivia. So, yeah, you stood up, so I knew something was going on. Uh, the answer to the trivia question, why, according to Peter, was the stone—who, uh, according to Peter, was the stone that was rejected by the builders— that would be our Lord Jesus Christ, the chief cornerstone. Everything is measured by Jesus. That's how you just think of it. Oh, okay, got that. I can I can actually think of that and work that out. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, top of the hour. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The David Spoon Experience is now run by He Must Increase Ministry. What this means is that we are no longer operating as a regular business, but as a nonprofit ministry that is devoted to increasing the ministry of Jesus Christ. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Bible believers, the wounded and forgotten believers, and the not yet believers through biblical truths. We are funded by listeners like yourselves and ministry partners that want to provide sponsorships for the show. Your donations are 100% tax deductible. 
deductible. And the great news is, if you donate to our ministry and help us advance the kingdom of God, we won't give you a thing. That's right, you'll get no special prize or gimmick. You won't ever get an anointed Bible or penny in acrylic so that you're never penniless or a guarantee that you'll become rich just because you gave. Your giving will support our unique idea of biblical encouragement. And what you'll receive is a receipt for your giving at the end of the year. It's all about sowing and reaping. Cast your bread upon the water and it will return to you. And if you sow bountifully, you will reap bountifully. But you'll be laying up treasures in heaven. And that's the most excellent place to receive the best return for the longest time on your investment. What happens if you don't give? Nothing except more commercials like this one. Let's spare everyone from more commercials like this one. Go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. And give if you're led to and if you're able to. Let's keep the show going and help increase its time and reach. You must like this show a little bit because, after all, you're hearing this commercial, right? Thank you. What is the David Spoon experience? I did what most Christian men would do when they make a mistake. It's their fault. There's nothing but humiliation on your face, and you're trying to recover in the moment. And you know what I did? I blamed it on every possible unseen force except for myself. You have chosen So guess who knocked that uh, crystal light on that white carpet? It was Satan, by golly. Well, it was at that moment because it certainly wasn't my fault. I didn't knock the, the crystal light all over. It was my glass. I did pour it. I did bring it to the table and somehow fell on the, the carpet and spread everywhere. And by golly, I wasn't going to take the blame for it because that would be taking personal responsibility. Well, I'm not taking personal responsibility. After all, that $500 deposit we just had that we were hoping to get back when we move out is uh, already down to 200 <laughs> And it was dropping by the dollar as the stuff was spreading. <laughs> 